Welcome to the Sweet Streams Podcast. This is episode five. I'm your host, <laughs> Joe Walsh. And I am Ian. And uh, today we are talking about Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun. Top Gun is a story about two Navy fighter pilots, Maverick and Goose, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who just want to be the best. They just want to be the best, and you can't blame them. Cool guy, played by uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Who is a cool guy? I would say. Very cool guy. Um, how, what's the format of this podcast? First, we're gonna first we're gonna summarize. Should we start over? No, I think I think I, I think I like the roughness of this. So it's a little rough around the edges. It's a little. Tom. It's gonna be. Top Gun is about um, not losing yourself in the pursuit in the pursuit of greatness. Right, and that's that spoke to me. I mean, I've always tr- tried to be the best in that, in every endeavor I've done in my life. And sometimes I lose sight of Joe. I lose sight of those I love. I lose sight of um, what I'm doing. And sometimes I actually had a good friend die in a, in a fiery plane crash. Right. Similar to the protagonist of this film, Maverick, I also lost a, a co-pilot of mine. Also named Goose. His name was Goose as well. He was a fan. so funny. I never even thought of that parallel. It was like I was watching this movie. I was like, I know this came out in the 80s, but like this is like this happened to me. <laughs> This movie's about me. Um, so the movie opens up with, um, oh yeah, they're at some kind of training facility. Well, it starts off they're just in the navy, right? And there's a MIG, a MIG. I don't really understand. There, there's these things, these planes called MIGs. It's a type of Russian plane. I Are think. they Russian? I didn't know who was flying them. I think it's Russia. Yeah. So Russia tries to shoot down a navy a navy carrier. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Flips off the plane. Flies upside down over the plane. Flips it off. Pulls out a Polaroid camera and takes a picture. But then this other guy, Cougar. Is that his name, Cougar? Cougar sounds so familiar. Like, I think that sounds right. Cougar gets scared. Spooked. He's too scared to lay on the plane after. He gets, sh- he's shaken, yeah. Shaking like a leaf, Cougar. So, right. uh, they, land, they uh, Tom Cruise has to land the plane on his own. No. He retires his wings. He helps him land. He's, he's gonna Cougar's number one, Maverick is number two, but Cougar gets scared, so Maverick becomes number one, and he gets recruited to Top Gun, which is, a, as explained in the title sequence, there's like a title card in the beginning that says, in 1969, the Navy created a program for its best pilots to test test their aerial combat skills. Right. The Navy called it like... Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We call it Top Gun. Right. <laughs> so... Maverick, Maverick is a hotshot. He doesn't play by the rules. He's dangerous. And Iceman tells him right off the bat that well, you're dangerous. He's the coolest guy I've ever seen, though, Maverick. And really, in, in terms of being a fire, fighter pilot, safety has to be paramount. If you, it's about it's about landing the plane at the end of the day. You can, it doesn't matter all the tricks you do up in the sky, all the, all, the, all the Russians you shoot down. If you don't land the plane safely, it doesn't matter. That's not what it's about. You gotta be safe. You gotta be there for your wingman. You have to play by the rules. Your ego just can't write checks that your body can't cash. Here's the thing about Maverick: is he lives his life between between his legs. He, he lives it between his legs and between the wings of of his of his A one fifty fighter fighter jet. Right. And also, his dad is Duke Mitchell, the notorious the notorious Navy fighter pilot. Right. Which never really gets explained. Or maybe it is, and I didn't. I'm sure that'll out. come out in the sequel. That'll be in the sequel. Right. So there's a sequel to Top Gun coming out this year. I'm ex- I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I guess it's Tom Cruise as he now runs the Academy of Top Gun. It's called Top Gun Maverick. Why did they wait so long? It probably was something they never wanted to do, and now, you know, this whole like going back to old IP craze to you know because it sells better. They're like, oh, Top Gun has a great name. I think Miles Teller is the is the young pilot in it. Oh, we've been. I, that will be good. I bet we've uh, watched it on Showtime anytime, and it was pretty fun. Pretty fun movie. We do we want to talk about how sh- we were looking for it on the laptop on we, our computer, and we couldn't find it on Showtime. We connected our a laptop to a projector in the, in our living room, and we tried to play it on there, and it, the movie wasn't there, so we had to go into a different room on a TV using the same app, and then all of a sudden the movie was there. So, sorry if anyone had any confusion trying to find Top Gun on, on Showtime. What we've always tried to do in this podcast is champion all these different streaming services. We we, we, we didn't done nothing but sun the praise of Netflix and HBO Max and um, even Amazon Prime. But 
The Showtime Anytime is a fucking mess. It's a goddamn mess. I'm sorry. My deepest and humblest apologies. If, 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 if switching between devices affects what movies are available on the streaming service, it's not a... It's not, a, it's not ready. It can't be reliable, r- relied upon, especially right. for our podcast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Top Gun rides his... Or, sorry. Maverick. Maverick and his buddy and his buddy Goose, they go to Top Gun. He rides his motorcycle to Fighter Town, USA. Yeah, in in California. Right, where they go get like this high, you know, level of training. And they tell him, they tell they tell the new recruits, you're all in the top one percent of fighter pilots in the Navy, but we're gonna make you better. Right. And there's a trophy at the end. This is like sort of like a like a summer camp or like a tournament. There's like a, someone gets a trophy at the end. And they're playing beach volleyball. Yeah. It's very much like summer camp. It, it's a fun time, uh, Top Gun. A lot of scenes in the showers or like in the, in the you know, the changing room. I had never seen this movie, but I always like, you always hear people joke about how it's like, you know, the homoerotic volleyball scene and stuff. Right. So I was, I, I thought that would be like, okay, I'm, I'm sure there's like a silly scene when they, when they play volleyball. But no, these men, every single time t- men are speaking in this movie, it's as if they're about to start kissing. This is, I don't, you know. I think this was actually gayer than Brokeback Mountain. I was gonna th- these these guys make Ennis and Jack Twist look like Burt Reynolds for <laughs> Christ's sake. I mean, Jesus Christ, the homoeroticism between Iceman and Maverick. Iceman, played by Val Kilmer, is he's sort of a he's sort of a Boy Scout. He, <laughs> he's he's a great pilot, but he doesn't he, he doesn't bend. He always sticks to the, the book. He sticks to the book, and he's a great pilot in his own right. And there's no right way to be a fighter pilot. There's different ideologies. You can be, you can be an Iceman. You can be a Maverick. That's what we learn as we go through, the, go through, go through the training. But at the end of the day, you got to be there for your wingman. If you're not there for your wingman, what are you even doing? Yeah. Get, get out of the, get out of the plane. Side note is, uh, Iceman has frosted tips as well. He has frosted <laughs> tips. Yeah. It's just a, he's just really a dick. Um. Yeah. He kind of painted as like the enemy, but also like, there seems to be like an impending homosexual sex scene between them that's coming that right. never we never really get and i'm not even we're not even joking like it, it was like i feel like anyone who's watched this would be like wow these guys are something's going on yeah, here i don't want to be insensitive but, but there's nothing wrong with that like i i would have been fine if they did have sex at some point i don't care right. it just was really overt but also i knew th- i know that like pilots and stuff have like call signs but i didn't realize it was like that's all they refer to themselves as in everyday speech. And like Tom Cruise would be like talking to like a non, like a civilian on the street. And he'd be like, I'm Maverick. My name is Maverick. Right. Yeah. I guess you just fully immerse yourself in that identity. Uh, what, what was your favorite name? Hmm. Iceman is a cool one. Cause it seems like dangerous. There was also Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, goose. Goose. Goose oh. is kind of a nincompoop. <laughs> I would hate to get goose. Goose is the best friend character, and he's like such a sweet guy. He sits in the plane with Maverick, so it takes two pilots to do these planes. I don't. Understand. I guess so. Yeah. And Goose just sort of rides Maverick's coattails. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be in Top Gun if it weren't for Maverick, and he knows it. He knows right. it. He's just trying to graduate. At the end of the day, he's got a wife and kid. He's a wife and ki- a beautiful wife and kid, played by uh, Meg Ryan. Exactly. And the kid played by um, it's actually Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Actually, even younger Macaulay Culkin. This is before anyone even knew what Home Alone was. Right. No, it's not Macaulay Culkin. Just some, probably like the gaffer's kid or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. Some agents. They probably just got him from some agency. So they do these like exercises in the in with these planes. Mm-hmm. They don't actually shoot at each other, but it's just about like basically with the way these planes work. All y- the way you win is just you need to get your plane behind the other person's plane. So you can get a you get, get a good m- clean shot a missile missile lock right, um, and it was cool cool to see the planes fly, but it's really hard to follow the action. Yeah, probably my biggest criticism with this movie is that the the dog fights, the planes, you know, action scenes, which is really what the whole movie's based around and needs to be the best part, is just hard to kind of to follow. There's so many quick shots of planes flying, and you kind of lose sense of the you space. Just l- jump from like a shot of tom cruise to a shot of goose to a shot of Iceman, like uh, their faces you don't really and you don't really know who's in what plane also like i don't like is that the russian plane is that tom cruise is that Iceman? i have no idea who what planes are what and why do we shoot why 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 do we have to shoot every plane that flies in the sky why can't mm-hmm. we, maybe they're just flying over the, maybe they're just going home to russia right they 
these these navy guys are so jumpy like anyone anyone approaching like they'll be like oh, a plane is 200 literally they say like 200 miles away from us and they'll send out the jets we have to shoot it down we gotta go get rid of this guy i guess airspace so you know you can move so fast fast the indian ocean yeah. But then, so Top, so Maverick really doesn't make. He's not worried about making friends in Top Gun. He he, in the very first day of class, he says like, "I'm gonna be the best. I'm Maverick." Right. He's very cocky. You know who I am. I'm Maverick, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna win the trophy. He's very cocky. And he's cocky also, and with in his personal life, because there's a scene where this, what's that actress's name? That plays the love interest. Don't remember. You uh, look it up. I can Google that. But she just has, I'll, I'll say she just has the most beautiful hair I've ever seen. It's always just like perfectly in position. Yes. Yeah. But we, we, hardly, we hardly even talked about like the main love interest of this story before we talk about Iceman <laughs> and Maverick's, you know, love story. That's true because uh, Tom Cruise and this person whose name we'll have for you in a second have great chemistry, I think, but it's nothing. Kelly McGillis. Kelly Mc, the famous Kelly McGillis. Right. Uh, but the 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 chemistry between Tom and Kelly is nothing compared to Tom and uh, Tom Cruise and Iceman and Val Kilmer, yeah. But this Kelly McGillis woman comes in wearing like an all white like suit, like she's like a gangster in Miami, and she goes into this bar that's just full of sailors, and that she sits down, and then Tom Cruise like breaks into this musical number with Goose that they have rehearsed, which was fun. Well, I don't know where they get the microphone from. He has a microphone all of a sudden. Yeah, you just see a shot of him picking up a microphone. And I didn't even think it was, uh, I didn't think it was Maverick picking up the microphone at first. I thought it was just like, oh, s- some singer is going to start singing now. But it, I was like, oh my God, Tom Cruise is going to start singing a song. Yeah, not pretty, pretty pitchy, pretty pitchy also. Yeah. But then it's, but then every single sailor in the bar s- starts joining in as if they've all rehearsed this. Her name is Charlie, by the way, in this movie. Don't recall that at all. I don't recall <laughs> that either. <laughs> but then they sing this number. Charlotte. T- they sing this number to her. She doesn't like it. She goes to the restroom. She's like, "How many? How many times have you done that?" Or and he's like, "Twice." Which makes no sense. How could they all? Have, how could every sailor in the bar know that they're supposed to do this? Perfectly synchronized singing. Um, say, he's like, first time it was a, it was a mess or whatever. It was like, uh, and she's work. like, "How about the second time?" He's like, and he's like, "We'll see. I guess we'll see uh, what happens." I feel like it's going well so far. Something she leaves. So she leaves. And that goes to the bathroom. Probably, didn't, you know, maybe use the bathroom. Like that. Usually, usually, when I see a woman go to the bathroom, I assume I'm gonna leave her. I'm gonna let her. That's the ladies' room. Right. Tom Cruise that he j- immediately just walks up, follows her to the restroom. Follows her into the ladies' room. Corners her against the counter and says, I, "You know, some stuff." Sh- and th- nothing happens. I guess. Tom Cruise does a lot of really bold things in this movie, or Maverick, I should say. Like. Maverick flies by the seat of his pants. That's what he's 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 always doing that shit. This that's just Maverick right, being Maverick. We just see pretty early that that's just what his character is. Yeah, but then we but learn he, go, he th- goes to the uh, he goes on a date with this woman later in the movie. Well, she turns out to be the yes this this like twenty five year old uh, blonde woman turns out to be the head of the the head of Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> the top she's the top naval air, a, aerial naval. I don't know. She's like a teacher. She's, she's like some sort of scientist or something. Yeah, I don't know. She has top secret clearance, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, and she knows about these planes, but she w- she she wants to get to know Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise is, I think, the only person in Top Gun who's actually seen a MIG up close. Oh right. And it's arousing for her because she has spent her devoted her life to studying it's these, these MIGs. It's very important for her work to hear his story. But, but uh, yeah, so they have like a back and forth. There's a lot of sexual tension building up. Nothing compared to. The Nothing compared to the sexual tension between Iceman and Goose. Right. Not Iceman and Goose. Iceman and Maverick. Iceman, Iceman and, and uh, really, it's Iceman and Goose. Iceman and Maverick. Goose and Maverick. <laughs> Goose and Hollywood. Hollywood and Cougar. All the all the naval uh, pilots. These guys are just jacked up. They're I think shirtless more than not shirtless on screen in terms of total screen. Time. Everyone is like really buff dudes. Like sweating. Constantly. Like Goose is probably the most normal, but even he's like a really good looking like. Uh, strong guy but then there's this one scene where there's just like this nerdy dude like everyone's wearing like cool like <laughs> military outfits and there's just this one scene where there's like this nerdy like kid almost wearing like a white like what you would like think of as like a like a sailor outfit or something like what the sailor in the village <laughs> what the you know like how in the village people there's like w- right. one of th- he's like wearing like a goofy costume like that and then the holding a tray of, <laughs> a like, tray of like teapots <laughs> and this mother f- this general just comes and smacks him down just pushes him to the ground we never see the character we again, see him again. 
That's so funny. With these big, giant glasses. But anyway, he goes on a date with Charlie, the lieutenant, you know, the whatever, the, um, the, the this woman who works at Top Gun. First thing he does when he enters her house is say, I'm going to go shower. You can finish up what you're doing. Right. And she's like, what? No, you can't shower in my house as soon as you arrive. Um, a bold well, yeah, so after the, he, you know, um, woos her a little bit, she she says, fine, I want you to sh- come over to my house. Right. He finally clearly, clearly she wants to have sex with him. Yeah. And he is late because he's playing, he he's gets playing caught up in a volleyball game and he's late for the date. Uh, comes in on his motorcycle and says, I'm just, uh, just walks in and says, I'm going to take a shower. If that's cool. Do you, <laughs> mind, do you mind if I take a shower? <laughs> she says, no, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. We've been, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> also, yeah. What an insane proposition. Do you ever, have you ever um, been on a date and just immediately asked to use the woman's shower? Um, I, I don't ask. I just say, can I use your bathroom? And then <laughs> she hears the shower turn and on. And she hears the shower turn She's on. She's usually too freaked out to even like a- th- knock or ask. She usually just leaves. If her she does, I'll say, no, I'm okay. You come out and like her like brother is, she's like called her brother to come check on her to like get you out of there. It's like a half hour later, I come out in a towel. <sighs> All right, I'm going to head home. Uh <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to freshen up, though. So these two, f- okay, so I, I think some other stuff happens. There's a lot of, like, <laughs> Listen, fl- you saw the movie, flights. and if you didn't, One we're, we're giving you the important parts. I think we don't have to worry about breaking down the plot so much and just say the things that stood out to us. Right. But I think you're right. they finally have sex, these two, after, like, seemingly weeks and weeks of these games. There's, like, he's, like, shirtless in an elevator with her, just, like, standing, but he refuses to let her touch him. Then they finally have sex, and it's like the strangest sex scene I've ever <laughs> seen in a movie in my life. There's no like, they're just like lying on top of each other. Still, their bodies aren't really moving, and they're just like both have their eyes open, staring at each other, and just like more ton than I've ever seen in any sort of. It's incredibly cinematic, but they don't show any. They don't show anything besides them kissing. Uh, right. Yeah, but not even in like a way I've ever seen humans kiss. Like obviously, like ton happens when you are in the middle middle of a kiss. This was just like. They uh, really showed tongue. Their, their lips weren't touching at all. It's just like they stuck their tongues out and were like cir- doing circles. This was hardcore. This was a hardcore sex scene in that it was just hardcore tonguing, but they showed nothing else. Yeah, like there was no like you know sex even. I don't even know if they had. Did they even have sex? And they ha- they did a, a lot of different kisses like that throughout this movie. Just like a lot of weird intense makeout scenes. Yeah, it seems like they fall in love pretty quickly. Yeah, he, she says something that's like. I could say it back there, but like, I've fallen for you. Oh yeah, she like chases him. <laughs> he's a, he's on a motorcycle, and she chases him in her car, like goes through red lights and stuff. That was weird. That was weird. But then Goose, Mrs. Goose, comes with Baby Goose right. to visit at the naval base, mm-hmm. and they the four of them go on like a double date with mm-hmm. with Baby Goose and th- to a piano bar, and Where they're all Goose is playing the piano. Goose is playing the piano. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise is like really. This poor kid in this movie. It seems like all the adults are like really drunk. No one cares about Baby Goose, who's just sitting on top of a piano in a very precarious position. There's like glass bottles all around right. him, and just like four adults are just like singing full volume at his face. Right in his face. And they must be, their breath must stink of beer and stuff. <laughs> just like sitting in this poor little kid's face. He doesn't know these songs. There's moments before spoiler alert. His father dies. Yeah, then Goose randomly just dies and like uh, some kind of plane. They go in some kind of spiral. Which they get caught in like a wind jet or something, <laughs> <laughs> and they do a spin. They eject themselves. This is the first time we've seen Maverick lose his cool because the whole movie is so cool. He's like, I can't. I'm losing control. I'm losing control. I'm losing control. <laughs> then they they have to eject from the plane. He can't even. He's so he's so pressed up against the like the g forces are such he can't even reach the 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 ejector. You know. I, I don't know why this hap- I don't know why this happens, but um. Goose's head hit must hit like a must have hit something. We don't even really see it. Yeah, he's it, just this covered in blood when they land. His head has like been cracked, cracked wide open. His so Tom Cruise dead. like cradles him in the water, right. and Goose is dead. So Goose, Goose dies. Goose dies. And um, it's tragic because he was like he was the only family that Maverick had really. Yeah, he was set up to be like if this guy dies, it's gonna be tragic. And but you could really you could really tell he was gonna die from right from the beginning. Maverick is, uh, you know, his slate is wiped clean of any wrongdoing by this. It w- this wasn't Maverick's fault. Maverick takes it hard on himself, but then at the end of the day, guys, this wasn't Maverick's fault. Maverick's fault. 
Maverick has made some mistakes. We've he's seen. He's a dangerous pilot. He's dangerous. He plays by his own rules, but he this situation. Quite frankly, he's lucky he hasn't killed Goose ten times before. All the right. shit he pulls, <laughs> but he, this wasn't his fault. This was, was the, the, things happen up there in the air. That's what that's what you learn. Right. So Maverick. Goes and then there's o- oh, and th- so there's right. this other guy called Viper also, who's like the the teacher, and he talks to Maverick and says like, "I've lost." He's like, "I you just have to forget about your friend." He tells yeah. <laughs> Like the day after he dies, he's Forget like, it. "You gotta let him go." You, you gotta let it go. So this was Maverick's I want this best friend. Back up in the air. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Tom Cruise is really tra- traumatized. It seems. Yeah, he he takes it hard. He goes through his own grieving, uh, but at the end of the day, he gets back on the saddle. Back in the back in the. Uh, he gets plane. a new pot. He gets his new partner for like one, just one flight. It seems like a black guy, <laughs> and right. he's like. But now Tom Cruise is like his. He's changing. Now he's more like Iceman. He's like he's playing it safe. He's not going to take the shot unless he knows he can get it. Right. And then um, it's like he's learning. Maverick. Is, Maverick is learning. You know, it's a lesson. You know, lessons often aren't aren't easy to learn. You know, it's it, it you, you grow with pain, and the and the loss of of Goose I think really propelled him to grow as yeah. a as a as a pilot and as mi- a mi- mrs goose tells maverick uh god damn it goose loved flying with you so much right he loved flying with you he loved flying with you maverick how about your orphan son who's sitting like she's not even sitting with him <laughs> <laughs> he's like sitting on the opposite side of the room on like different on like just a, coloring on like, a an, on like like a game boy or something yeah it was like does this guy does this kid even know that his dad's dead it was or unclear like, but i guess they must have known right because what she said you but you think she would sit with her child you know, um, for him. be a mother for fuck's yeah. sake. Be a mother to this kid. I mean, <laughs> all, all we see this woman do is drink and, and not be a mother. I want to see. You think that kid, Goose's son, is going to be, uh, what's his name? Miles Teller. Miles Teller. I hope so. That would be a. That would be quite the twist. What do you think his call sign would be? Swan. Swan. <laughs> Goose. Goose too. B- uh, baby Goose. Yeah. I hope so, but okay, so then they graduate. They all graduate. They all graduate. Iceman, Iceman wins. Top of his class. He gets Iceman gets the trophy. Right. Maverick focused so much right. on the trophy that he lost Goose. Right. And then uh, it's like okay, it's in the, like immediately they're all in the navy together. Right, and now they're fighting real MIGs, real Russians. The Russians are coming. They're they're on a pl- they're on an aircraft carrier, and five MIGs uh, approach. Right, outnumbered. Also, Tom Cruise breaks up with Kelly McGillis. Oh, yeah. Because he, he just wants Goose back so bad. He <laughs> <laughs> Kelly McGillis is a pretty lady, but goddamn it, she's nothing compared to Goose. Right. He just misses him so much. That's so funny. He, he, he cut they were in love, but... They were in love, but he, she's no Goose. She's no she's Goose. goose. W- without Goose, you mean nothing to me. So then she goes to leave. They're in the Navy. The final battle was kind of underwhelming. I mean, they, they. It was like, oh, that was the final battle. Yeah, it was like, it was like kind of what we've seen a lot of, you know, uh, air battle scenes, and whatever. But uh, it again, it's hard to follow the action scenes. With it's just in the air. There's no perspective. You can't tell who's who or what's happening. Who's who or what's what or where are we? Even? Yeah, it's really hard to follow those kinds of things. And it gives me more appreciation for the um, for when it's done right. Like I feel like in Star Wars, you can really get a sense of what's happening, and that's even like a crazier sort of situation than what's going They're on. They're fighting X X wing. They're flying X wings. Right. I guess the the the, pl- the ships are so distinctive that you can really tell you know who's who and what's what. And also, there's u- in Star Wars, there's usually like stuff going on, on the ground as well, yeah, simultaneously. simultaneously. They don't really focus on. That's not the focus point of the battles. That's not like the main battle is this fight, the air fight. Basically, though, they they these Russians they might have better planes than us, but they don't have better pilots. Th- at the end of the day, they don't have the same heart. They don't have Maverick. They don't have Iceman. They, they don't have Hollywood. They don't have this homosexual love between the bond that these pilots have. Naval pilots. So then there's there so then there's a point in the battle where it's like, Maverick, you have the shot, take the shot. He's like, No, I'm not. I'm not leaving my wingman. I'm not gonna leave my wingman because he learned earlier that you're never supposed to leave your wingman. And his his new wingman is is Iceman. And then they kill all the Russians, and at the end, Iceman mm. says to Maverick, "You can be my wingman anytime." 
and he says, God, he says, like, you, t- you two, or something, and then they shake hands, and it's just like the end. Right. So it was really, this whole thing is really just about um, Ice, Iceman and Maverick becoming friends. Well, you see, there was, like, a, the Quentin Tarantino interpretation of Top Gun. Oh, I didn't watch that, but explain. But essentially, it's, he, he describes it as, it's a, it's Maverick coming to terms with his homosexuality. He's on the fence. He's on the line. And um, what's her name? Charlie represents... Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis represents... The lovely Kelly McGillis. A, a heterosexuality. And Goose. And Iceman and, Go- and the other, you know, the naval pilots all represent homosexuality. And it's a, it's a constant battle between what, what he's going to choose. And at the end of the day, he, he, he chooses the gay side. But also, right after Iceman finally says something nice to Maverick, Maverick takes Goose's dog tags and hurls them into the ocean. Yeah, that was a weird moment. It's you like, f- give those fuck you, kid, Goose. Right? Yeah. yeah, this guy's a, a young son. You probably like the dog tag. Why does he have the dog tag? Why do you, you even have the dog tag? Why do you threw them into the ocean? Why do you even have those, Maverick? As if to say, fuck you, Goose. I'm I'm over it. I, I I'm friends with Iceman now. <laughs> I'm friends with Iceman. Now. He's my wingman. Yeah, like, kind of a weird moment i don't know if i really like that whatever that little symbolic i didn't mean to do that oh, that oh yeah by the way in the beginning of this we played a little bit of tom cruise's freak out um him talking about how he's always on the phone with insurance companies and you can really see that in this movie the insurance companies this must have caused such a headache for the insurance companies they this was shot in the 80s there was no they weren't cgi tom cruise is on the phone every fucking night with insurance companies <laughs> producers Making sure these th- that our business sta- the bu- the business that you and I are tra- trying to make barter stays afloat. Right. So thank you, Tom Cruise. Thank you, Tom Cruise. From the bottom of our hearts. And he doesn't ever want to see that shit again. For all the phone calls. He never wants to see that <laughs> shit again. He doesn't. Don't apologize to him. Apologize to the fucking people who are losing their homes, who are losing their livelihoods over this shit. I feel like this movie was what was the beginning of Tom Cruise's relationship with insurance companies. This is the movie where Tom Cruise and the insurance companies. Tom Cruise and insurance companies are, is kind of like the Maverick and Iceman of the real world. Right. His relationship with insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's never like, they're never going to actually fuck, but it's like, it's always, that connection is always there. Connection's real. Yeah. Do you, if do you, you think about like how expensive this movie must have been, they blew up some real planes. They did an injector seat scene, at, all the flying. At the end of the movie, there's like a thank you to the U.S. Navy squadron, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, we were we were there was an actual navy squ- the squadron assigned to this movie like what are we doing with the tax money in this country <laughs> i guess like yeah that's funny we can't give like a like a inner city day free daycare but we can have like a whole entire squadron of elite fighter pilots just helping tom cruise listen this movie bring joy to millions of people for decades to come do you like tom cruise as an actor he, you know what his acting specifically has never stood out to me as like uh, you know this guy's a phenomenal actor but i think he is a phenomenal like um action movie personality storyteller i think he's like really good at doing what he does the mission impossibles are always pretty the newest one was solid i was like dude like they're on what mission Impossible eight by now or so they're still like a great watch yeah like am i gonna is it gonna be my favorite movie no Tom Cruise is good at being cool in a lot of movies, but when you really like take yourself out of the movie and look at him and yeah, like the way he's behaving, even in the movies, it's like this is the weirdest human being I've ever seen in my life, in my entire life. They say Christian Bale. You, know, you ever see American Psycho? Yeah. Christian Bale uh, based his character off Tom Cruise really? in real life, uh, in terms of like uh, just like aggressively friendly, but <laughs> just dead behind the eyes. Have you ever seen that thing where like t- he's on like a red carpet and someone like squ- squirts him with a water gun? And he's like, <laughs> he's like about to fight this guy. So he's like, funny. he's like grabbing his arm. He's like, why, why, why would you do that? Why tell me, tell me, <laughs> just, just tell me, why would you do that? Why, why would you do that to me? <laughs> also, a funny side note, like a Scientologist. So a devout Scientologist. He's like, guy. I wonder how tall Tom Cruise is because he's like, he's short as hell. He must be like five five. Let's see, let's see how tall he is. <laughs> also, he jumped on that couch that time. That was weird. And what? Um, he was getting interviewed by Oprah. This was right after he was oh, he, right, he had right, just right. married I his, th- I think his third wife, Katie Holmes, and he's just like jumping up and down on the couch a bunch. He's a weirdo. <laughs> Who is he? Yeah, okay, he's five seven. Five seven. That's short. That's really short. For an action hero personality. I feel especially. like I don't get why he's 
how he did this even. I don't understand how he did this. I think he stands on a lot of Apple boxes during shoots. Want to look into his IMDb? Yeah, sure. Why not? Because I don't understand how this happens. How he becomes the biggest movie star of all time. Tom Cruise? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's see what he did. Let's see what he did first. So we have... Dude, he's done so much. He was one of the guys... He was Steve Randall in The Outsiders. Which is a good book, good movie. Risky Business. Oh, he was in The Outsiders. Yeah. Risky Business, great movie. Oh, so I think Top Gun is like pretty much his first movie after Risky Business. This is like only his second movie, really. Wow. So, yeah. Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born of the Fourth of July. Rain Man was good. A Few Good Men, The Firm. He was in A Few Good Men was also great. Interview with a Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. Jerry Maguire. Mission Impossible. Jerry Maguire's good. Eyes Wide Shut. Magnolia. Vanilla Sky. Minority Report. He was in Tropic Thunder. Remember that? Yeah, he's funny in that. Yeah. Um. So good for Tom Cruise. I mean, he's done so much. You can't argue. Did you see American Made? Yes, I did, and perhaps, perhaps we'll discuss it later. <laughs> right. Um. But what do you think this movie got on Rotten Tomatoes? Top Gun. I bet like probably like uh, in the seventies, maybe oh. low eighties. I'll give it an eighty-one. So okay, so you can't go over your guess is eighty one. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun, nineteen eighty six. It's at fifty four percent. Ooh, on I was tomatoes. over. I was overestimated. It's rotten. It's not fresh. I was. I was. I overestimated because I figured it was a classic. That yeah, I thought this liked. was a beloved movie. Me too. And so what was their problem I think with it? Is. I think it's kind of just iconic as like this weird Tom Cruise movie where he's. Uh, it, it's first of all. I don't know if this movie was good. Now that I think about it, I don't know if it was good, but it was just like it was fun. It was very yeah. fun. Well, do you recommend w- like give me some stars? Well, how many stars would you give it? And would you recommend us people, you know, our viewers, to go watch it if they haven't already? I would. So you can find this on Showtime anytime, but you have to be on my the TV in my bedroom, not the <laughs> not the not the projector in the living room. Um, but I would give it. I think I'm gonna go at over three. If three is like the good movie mark, like if above three is good, mm-hmm. I'll go above three. I'll go. I'll just give it three stars. I think I would agree with that. Three on the dot. I'd mm-hmm. like. Uh, didn't blow me away. Uh, uh, I'm not. I pro- I'm not gonna watch it again. But you know. Yeah. Do I recommend our, our viewers to go watch it if you haven't already? I'm excited for the one coming out this year. Yes. So if you want to watch it in preparation for that, I would say that's probably worth it so you understand what the movie's about. But uh, I think our explanation of the plot right here is as good as a... As incoherent as this was, as good that, as watching that's it. what the movie was. <laughs> I, I, but it was fun, and I would, wa- I would watch it again just because it was... That was the movie. I would watch it again in, in, in like a group or if like someone hadn't seen it. It's a fun movie. Right. Like the... Yeah. Like the But for me, the pilot, the fighter pilot stuff is like probably the weakest part. W- yeah. What I liked was the 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 sexual tension between Maverick and Goose. I liked this scene at the bar where they're all singing. Right. I liked the Kelly McGillis ton stuff. Bad boy character like Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just always driving around on his motorcycle with like a white T-shirt and then like a leather jacket with like a bunch of like logos on it or something. It's like, but, but it's so cool. Yeah. One of the coolest guys in the world. This five seven <laughs> Scientologist named Tom. Named Tom <laughs> Cruise. Cruise is a cool ass name. Another cool thing is he looks like the exact same as he now as he does in this movie. Oh, like just an ageless being. Yeah, that's true. Well, actually, you see him now; you can tell his skin is is getting a little bit looser. But he's still a good-looking guy. Yeah, I mean, how how old is he? He must be in his fifties. Fifties. I think he's like my. He's like only a couple years younger than my parents. <laughs> he was born July nineteen sixty-two. Uh. <laughs> So, what was your favorite part of the movie? Favorite part of, favorite part of this movie. Is this episode really bad? This so far? Yeah. I mean, that's for the viewers to decide. I think it's. I think it's. I think. I think we. I, you know, in general, let's let the audience into a little bit of the behind the scenes here. What? And and please tell us. <laughs> is this explanation of the plot way too much? Like we kind of do. I think we might need to re rework this section of this it. podcast. But I kind of, I kind of want it to be accessible for someone who hasn't watched the movie and for someone who did watch the movie. 
I feel like if you did watch the movie, our beat by beat analysis of the plot is too much. And even if you haven't, I think if I don't know if this is also helpful. I think if you hadn't, if you haven't seen the movie, all the beats that we go over is annoying. It's too much. It's, yeah. I mean, if you have seen the movie, it's too much. We 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 just recap too many beats. Like you've you've already seen the movie, but if you haven't seen the movie, it's all the it, all the little jokes we make about little things in the movie is too much. So it's really in, in, in inaccessible to everyone. But maybe that people are just along for the ride and they don't they don't care. I mean, who knows? Who it's knows? just about they want to spend time with you and me. Really, this needs to be a this needs to be a mutual you know relationship. This is a give you and need take. To tell us if we need to change it because we will. The best way. You, you, uh, uh, qualities of a good wingman is you're, you give and you take goose goose gives and goose takes goose has a young child and mother i mean young wife and child yet he's willing to get his head smashed in as he's sh- propelled out of a fighter jet <laughs> with a parachute yeah that's um that's what it takes for greatness what would your what would your call sign be oh that's a good question what's a good call sign hmm i, I have to i'd have to think about that what, what, what do you think yours would what would what would yours be? Hmm. Candyman or something cool. Maybe Sparrow. Sparrow, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, N- Nightingale. <laughs> Falcon. Falcon. I'd be the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier. Um. Yeah. So your favorite part was? Oh, favorite part of this movie? Really, honest. If I, uh, honestly speaking, my favorite part of this movie was all the the names. It's so fun. The like names are fun. Goose, Maverick, Iceman. It's like, it, it makes you really, first of all, you remember the names. I watch so many movies, and if I watched a movie like this without those names, I would not remember any of the characters. I would names. just be saying Tom Cruise. Like Charlie, I had to look that up. I don't know. I, don't, I don't think that's right. I don't think her name's Charlie. Her name was Charlotte, and then it said Charlie. Like, they called her Charlie in this movie, I guess. I do not remember that. I just call her Mrs. Mrs. Maverick. Yeah, they're saying Charlie. Yes. Goose, Viper. Jester, Cougar, Wolfman, Wolfman, Sundown. Wolfman isn't in the movie the whole time. Hollywood, Stinger. The only time Wolfman is in the movie is when Iceman and um, Maverick are having a conversation in the locker room, and then Maverick walks away, and then it it just cuts to Wolfman, and he's on the phone. He's like, "It's Wolfman. (laughs) Maverick, Maverick quit." It's like, "Who is Wolfman? Maverick didn't just quit." Why? Who is Wolfman? Yeah, I do remember that scene. That's the only time we see Wolfman. It's just when he says, hi, it's me, Wolfman. Maverick quit. And then never comes back. Who is he talking to on the phone, even? (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. It was like he had much more scenes that were all cut out, but they forgot to cut out that. Like they're schoolgirls or something. Yeah. Wow. What was your favorite part? I liked Kelly McGillis' hair and her face and eyes. She was she was a good love interest. She's so beautiful. Yeah. She makes Meg Ryan, who's very beautiful, look like um, Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meg Ryan did not look great in this movie. How come Meg Ryan goes on to be in all these great movies and have a great career? And I've never heard of this Kelly McGillis person until oh, this should movie. Should we see what else she's done? Sure. Uh, Kelly McGillis was in Top Gun. Wi- oh, he w- she was in Witness. Never seen it. That was. It looks like that was the last thing she did. I wonder if she died. Nineteen eighty-five. No, maybe she just had became a mother. No, she was in Dirty John in twenty twenty, Maternal oh, Secrets oh, in twenty eighteen. Okay. Th- it wasn't showing that. She's just in a bunch of t- TV movies. Those were her. Those were her most famous things, I guess. Well, this is a shame. She. I don't know. She's in the L word. She should. I don't get why she didn't have a better career. Who knows? Maybe she's difficult to work with. There's also Merlin. Tim Robbins from Shawshank Redemption is in Top Gun, and he's called Merlin. I didn't know that at all. I didn't. I don't remember this at all. The principal from Back to the Future was also in this movie. Goose, played by Anthony Edwards. Let's see what else he's in. Goose. <laughs> wow, I, I'm N- disappointed. Nothing jumps out. Nothing. Revenge of the Nerds. He's Gilbert in Revenge of the Nerds. I'm disappointed at how low ratings this movie got actually on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. What, what were th- what were they expecting? Uh, yeah, I guess critics are too hard. Too crit- critics are too hard. This was like pretty. I was pretty impressed. Most of like these must have come. Most. I mean, obviously, Rotten Tomatoes wasn't around back then, so these were all like retroactive things. And Top Gun has already existed, right? In the public consciousness, as Top Gun. So I don't get why why you're being haters. I think 
if you, I think the way you make this movie work though is if you do frame it as a homoerotic love story as like it's all the metaphor for you know being navy pilots it's actually genius the navy is a lot of a lot of that going on in the navy yeah i think it's like if that's really what this movie's about then it's an amazing movie and no one got it so you want to get into our top threes i'm down to get into our top threes absolutely what's your first one top threes this week we got top three movie pilot movie and tv pilots pilot characters in movies and tv or oh i thought you meant pilots top three tv pilots did you yeah that's funny oh damn I can I can I can switch gears. I have like episode one of twenty four, episode, <laughs> <laughs> episode one of Lost. That wasn't one of your best pilots of all time. Was twenty four? Game of Thrones where Bran gets pushed out the window. That's funny. All right, I'll rethink this. All right, I'll, so it, was, it, it it planes. Yeah. I was, okay. That, that was my initial initial thought, but I, TV pilots might be a better might be a better actually uh, top three. I can think of some uh, you know some great tv pilots sure we'll have another chance to do that okay what's your number three my number three for uh, best pilot um this is a this was an obvious one i mean i was or it's not as much of an obvious one but it, it was obvious to go to star wars i was gonna do han solo but i felt like that was too we already did han solo oh for what for cowboys, cowboys. <laughs> that's funny um i'm i, I did lando calrissian is he a pilot? He is. I thought he was a gambler. Yeah, I think he's also a, a pilot. He sh- he sells his he loses his ship to Han Solo in the over a game of what's that game called? Right, now? and he also uh, betrays them. Saves the Empire in Episode Six with you know Chewbacca and his you know by his side flying. But, but in Episode them, Five, he sells Han out. Yeah, but it's all I think it's all uh, that's just how Lando is. He's a cool character. Also, Darth Vader had it had him between a rock and a hard place. He had no choice. Later portrayed by uh, uh what's his name? Billy D. Williams. Right, but the new in the new. Oh, then he was Donald Glover. I Donald forgot Glover. that movie existed. Donald Glover does hated that movie. Yeah. Hardly remember it, honestly. Yeah. But then Billy D. Williams came back for the most recent episode nine. Oh. And it, at the end, it was just like it was implied that he's going to have like another movie with th- that other character who was just introduced, and who knows. You know what's funny about Lando Calrissian is he says "han." He pronounces it "han" sometime in the movie, God. and like, how did that get through the cracks? No one like. God damn it, "han." Yeah, who was script soup that was like, oh, but it's pronounced "han." Everybody, this has always been pronounced "han," but like uh, they didn't want to correct this guy. Good take, you guys. I uh, just one thing: Billy D is it's it's Han. We're in the third movie now. It's it's Han. <laughs> it's Han. It's very well established. Han Solo, <laughs> not Han Solo. But do you think it's easier or harder Here, to fly? You're allowed to clear a hand. Do you think it's easier to fly a space jet or harder to fly, fly a space jet? I think it's. Uh, I think it must be way harder to fly a space jet. In many jet. ways, it's probably easier, though, because there's no resistance of air. You don't have to worry about gravity or anything. You just have to press the buttons and steer. Yeah, right. And I bet the technology is better. Like you're not getting it's any more user friendly, perhaps. You're not getting any tailspins in in space. Goose Goose would have survived. Yeah, maybe it's easier to fly a spaceship. Though you also have to consider gra- different planets' gravities and stuff. And n- also, there's things you have to worry about on Earth, like birds and, and birds flying into the engine and stuff. Which brings, brings me to my number three, uh, Charles Sully Sullenberger, not Tom Cruise. I'm talking about Charles. S- I mean, not Tom Hanks. Not played by Tom Hanks. I'm talking the, the real, the real Charles. Guy. Sully Sullenberger. Who landed a plane on the Hudson River in 2000... Ironically, a goose... 13? A goose... A goose flew into the engine of the plane. <laughs> it caused the engine to explode. So, Sully Sullenberger... Into both engines, actually. S- multiple geese flew into the engine. He had, to la- this plane. he had to land the plane on the Hudson. He's a, he's a goddamn American hero, this guy. No one died. I was a huge Sully fan. Minimal injuries. I was a huge Sully fan. I was waiting for years and years with bated breath. For this to be portrayed on cinematically on screen, and I couldn't have been more da- let down. But Sully. By what we got by Tom Tom Hanks. If you didn't see the movie Sully with Tom Hanks, it was about this the exact incident. And then a fa- actually it was about the aftermath of this exact incident. A fabricated aftermath in which Sully faced a backlash. <laughs> Sully faced no backlash. <laughs> so I think he was always felt like he was the hero. I used to wear. I I I loved Sully when I was growing up. Sully was my it was Sully was my guy. Did you? <laughs> I remember hearing it in the news. Being like, oh, okay, cool. I was always a big Sully guy. Never knew big, anything was Sully big, until the movie. Big Sully guy. <laughs> I, I loved Sully. What's your number two? That's really funny. 
my number two. My number two is going to be Pussy Galore. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon? <laughs> um, Pussy Galore. What's that from? Pussy Galore. She's the leader of um, a Pussy Galore's Flying Circus, a group of women aviators connected with Goldfinger in the 1960-something uh, uh, movie, Gold, James Bond movie, Goldfinger. It's not Austin Powers? No, 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 no. That's gold member. Who plays Pussy Galore? I don't remember, but it's um just like an actress from the '60s. But she's uh, is she she's sedu- sort of a badass. She's sort of the. Is she seductive? Oh, certainly so. Certainly I would. So. I would. I would. With a name like Pussy Galore. The, her parents gave her no choice. Of course, she was uh she was in Goldfinger. She's one of the Bond girls. Is that her given name, or was that just like a nickname she got when one day when she walked into maybe like a a party full of her female friends? She's like. Oh my God! It's Pussy Galore. I, you know what? I feel like in the '60s, people could go by the name Pussy, and it was just sort of like, "Oh, okay, your name's Pussy." I have a cousin named Pussy. Right. <laughs> my Isn't there a Pussy in the Sopranos? Yeah, I'm sh- exa- it was just sort of like an old-timey name, maybe. But anyway, her name is Pussy Galore. Very erotic. Like There's a scene in Top Gun character. where they're during the volleyball scene where they're just like shouting at each other, calling each other pussies across like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, from like hundred yards away, just shouting. Because he doesn't want to play another game of volleyball. Yeah, so he gets shouted. Because he has to go on this date with uh, whatever Charlie. Listen, we've all been growing growing up. We've all been called pussy before. It's just <laughs> like part of life. It's part, of, especially part of the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Pussy galore. What's your number two? My number two is Lieutenant Caro Starbuck Thrace from the beloved sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica. Ooh, I did not watch Battlestar One of my favorite shows of all time. Really? You s- the Cylons were created by man to, to make life easier on the 13 colonies, mm-hmm. but they evolved, they rebelled. And in the beginning of this series, they wipe out humanity, they wipe out the 13 colonies. The all, all the survivors band on spaceships led by the Battlestar Galactica, and they have to, they're on the run. This humanity is now on the run from the Cylon Empire, which is chasing them throughout space. But don't panic, because we have we have some of the best fighters in the world. Among them is Kara Starbuck Thrace, who is... She, she's sort of like the maverick of, of this show. She, she doesn't always play by the rules. She's probably one of the best pilots in terms of pure skill, but she's never going to get that promotion. You know, she's never going to be an admiral, because she doesn't play, the, she doesn't play those games. Wow. She's about killing Cylons. She's about going out there. She's a purist, and it's it's good. She says good hunting out there. She, she just wants to kill those fucking those ro- skin jobs, this which makes is. You want to watch Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, it, it's it's it, Battlestar Galactica is like Star Wars, with all the politics and intrigue of Game of Thrones, or even the West Wing, or even and even like the beautiful um, monologues of like Newsroom or an Aaron Sorkin play or something. Wow, but. Also, the best part of the show is they say frack instead of fuck. So, <laughs> so like <laughs> That's the best part of the show. Like I could imagine that being the best part of the show. Because it's like, pe- pe- like people say fuck a lot. Like I, we probably said fuck a hundred times on this podcast. But to get around it for the to be on cable, they in this ga- galaxy they only say frack. So it's so like they say like what the frack. Yeah, it's like an exact. It's not even it's like it's just in like an exclamation, like a swear word. It's like an exactly fuck. It's like the, they say I want to frack you. It's like. But they also say like, "Oh, frack you!" Like it's like an exclamation, but it's also the act of fucking. And that's just part of their language. Yeah, in the thirteen colonies. Yeah, wow. yeah. Fascinating. All right, my number one. Drum roll, please. We do the drum roll for the movie reveal. <laughs> I'll do a drum roll whenever I damn well please. You can't give yourself a drum roll. I can give myself whatever I want. We've established a lore in this podcast. <laughs> We've established how it works. My number one is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman flies an invisible plane. You haven't even seen the most recent one where she flies it. No, I'm talking. I don't think she. Uh, oh, does she fly in the most recent one? That's how does that look cinematically? That now that's almost enough for me to try to watch this movie. It's like I was talking about the comic it's books. It's during the Fourth of July, so her and Steve are flying through like fireworks. It's lovely. In the animated series, is it weird? She's like in a seat, and, and it is like she has the. It's like all of us, like out of nowhere, she reveals she has the power to make things invisible. It's not like it. I always thought it was like an invisible jet, like technology. Right. In the movie, she's just like, I learned how to do this from Zeus when I was a baby, and I've I don't I've I've, I've only it's only worked once before, and then she just makes the plane invisible. Well, yeah, I get, and she's a pilot; she can just like uh, fly a plane, I suppose. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a strong woman character. We need it. We needed it. We needed it. She's like Starbuck. In this 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 uh this time. This day and age. This day and age, politically, socially, we we, we need a strong female uh, protagonist and superhero. We have Kamala Harris, but we need we also need Wonder Woman. We need Wonder Woman. And she's a pilot, and so I chose Wonder Woman as my number one. She doesn't do a lot of like most of her fighting and stuff is out of the plane. She just uses it for transport. Right. She uses it as it's intended. Because guess what, guys. Pilots don't always have to fight other pilots. Sometimes a plane is just used to transport people to another place. That's what planes are really That's for. What a plane is. You don't always have to shoot down other planes. It doesn't have to be an act of war. Sometimes you have to stand on the Hudson, land Sometimes on the Hudson. Appreciate a, a technological breakthrough. We should just can we just have a moment of silence for commercial airline pilots <laughs> and all the good work they do? They're, they're not hurting anyone. They're just transporting people. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do a five. <laughs> are you ready for a five, five minute? Moment of silence. If you're listening, shut the hell up for five minutes. Shut the hell up and sit here and listen to the, you know, just just the the ambient noise of this room and these mics. Close your eyes and listen. Maybe you'll hear an air an airplane passing overhead, and you'll know you'll know what it's like. Ready? For my number one. (laughs) I can actually hear an airplane. I wonder if it gets if we can pick it up. I hope not because it's good job, sir, sir or madam. Hope you land safely. <laughs> do, you, do you clap when you, you're in a plane and it lands? <laughs> I stand up and clap. Before you're even supposed to when, take your seatbelt. When off. I leave the plane, you know, the pilot's standing there. I say, oh, congratulations. Great, yeah. great landing. Is it cool if I go in and sit, just give the, give the pilot an attaboy? I usually give him one of the, you know, a salute. And I say, like, great, great, great landing. Great flying out there. I, I flew a plane once when I was four. I was, I was flying home from Florida with my mom. And the pilot must have saw me how cute I was or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. I wasn't even sitting close to the front, but they just like called me up and said, "Do you want to fly this plane, little boy? You want to come into my cockpit?" I went into the pilot's cockpit, sat in the cockpit with the pilot, and I flew the plane for a good five ten minutes. Did you sit on his lap? I sat on his lap. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, don't, I think I said I might have stood up, <laughs> but I I, l- I flew the plane and we landed safely. It was fine. Wow. And my number one is Tom Cruise. <laughs> My number one is Tom Cruise in another movie, American Made, which we discussed earlier. Oh, Tom Cruise. That's why you wanted to talk about it later. Tom Cruise talks about another, plays another pilot, which is a true story, I guess. Right. It came out a couple of years ago. Pretty good movie. Pretty fun movie. Similar, like sim- movie. similar to this. Yeah. And it's like he's like in the CIA. It's like the Iran Contra. I don't really remember, but it was like a Pablo Escobar thing, right? Yeah, he was like doing Struggling it w- for the CIA, but then he started really doing it. Right. And then it's like American Made. The plane. He gets killed. I don't want to spoil anything. Does he? I think he gets assassinated. I think he has like a dipshit brother-in-law at some point. I hardly. I hardly. He kind of screws it up for him. But I remember it's like he smuggles cocaine. Anyone, who, anyone out there who has a brother-in-law understands how that goes. <laughs> I know how that goes. Just a good, good, solid movie. Tom Cruise. Can't complain with that pick. What's, What's your, your number one? Uh, my number one was Wonder Woman. Oh, so my num- so mine were. The real Sully Sullenberger, mm-hmm. Starbuck, and Tom Cruise in American Made, playing Barry Seal. Right. Mine was uh, Lando, Pussy Galore, and Wonder Woman. So for our next top three, we talked about how the scene with Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise, the sex scene, hot as it may have been, <laughs> which is weird as hell. It was just bizarre the way they were behaving. The, uh, the, uh, Tom Cruise. It was. Uh, is this. Guy, it was like watching. I was like, "Has this guy ever had sex before? Why is. Wh- 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 why is he doing this like this?" But, so for our next top three, we're gonna do top three memorable sex scenes. Right. And just just to set out the ground rules first, this isn't like, we're not just gonna like trade off like hot scenes, <laughs> uh, like hot scenes we enjoy. We think these are supposed to be. These are supposed to be memorable sex scenes. You have to explain why it's memorable. <laughs> you can't simply say you because can't simply. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> not what we're doing. I don't want that to be what this podcast is about. So my number three is from the movie Hancock, Ooh. where Will Smith plays a Greek god, I believe, or is like a, a superhero. superhero. He's an alcoholic. Yeah. And he has sex with this woman. An interesting take on the superhero genre. Before, like before all the crazy Marvel stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So it's Will Smith. He's having sex with this woman, like a you know, just a stranger. Uh, but he has to explain to her beforehand. You know, when I get to the mountaintop, I you have to be as far like when I, I think he's just saying when I climax, you have to be you have to be like as far away from me as possible. It's gonna be dangerous. 
but she doesn't really believe it. She just really wants to fuck Hancock. So they have sex, and they're in a trailer park for some reason, and every trailer in the building is like, sh- it's like an earthquake is taking place when Hancock fucks. And then <laughs> you see this woman get sh- thrown across the room, like she's violently thrown across the room from how powerful it is, and then it just it's just a shot of the trailer park. I mean, the trailer that they're in, and beams of light, several, like three or four, maybe six beams of light shoot through the ceiling into space. <laughs> I don't know even what's causing that. I don't know what's the, what we're supposed to get deduce from that. It's part of his powers. It's not as uh, it's not as if there's like one stream of light coming from his penis. Like when he climax, it's it's like all different angles. Like well, I don't I don't really understand what was happening. It's energy. But it, it was a, it was a pleasure to watch because it's a pleasure to watch uh, a, a, a being that powerful uh, <laughs> be be vulnerable and be be. be be seduced right it's pretty good it's yeah. pretty good my number three my number three is the mcgruber movie oh. with will forte it's similar it's it's sort of making fun of macgyver if you don't know the mcgruber uh you know i remember the mcgruber sketches but i never saw the movie the movie was really funny uh i i, I got a lot of good laughs out of it but one of the scenes in particular that's super funny is he's like it's set up similar to this Tom Cruise scene. I think they're kind of emulating it, or you know, '80s, uh, you know, sex scenes in general. It's lit a similar way. It's like a why is there so much blue light in this room? Yeah, just blue light cat, you know, coming in through the windows, and it's set up like super sexy with this music, and like Will Forte's gonna have sex with Maya Rudolph, and then they cut to a wide. And it's like him going, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's like so disturbing. But I was it was it's such a funny like smash cut to like the actual act, and it was like oh it's so funny. My number two that sounds funny. My my number two is also a, from a, a funny one. It's is from Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, that was gonna be my number two. Really? Yeah. So I'll change. I'll I could tell because you said before you had one. Yeah, I could tell that that was gonna be yours. Yeah. But it's Mike Lee and Black and Bradley Cooper. Great scene. It starts out Mike Lee and Black is with two other guys, uh, JJ and Gilbert. I, th- I think are the two guys' names. They're and they're like watching. They happen upon. They're in the woods. They happen upon some some of their female co campers, co counselors, uh, taking a dip, taking a dip in the woods. And they're all watching and lusting after these young young ladies. But then Mike Lee and Black, who I, what's his name? McKin- I think his name McKinley. He 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 doesn't want to talk about women. He just walks away. And the other two guys say, he's always so uncomfortable, you know, when we talk about sex. And they assume it's because he's, he's, he's a virgin. Right. So then you just hear these two guys having the dialogue of, like, how they want to get McKinley laid. And they're, like, saying, okay, maybe Debbie and Bunk 3. And it's, it's like, all these names. But meanwhile, you, you see him and Bradley Cooper have the most intense sex scene <laughs> I've probably seen in any movie. And they're wearing their, they're in their socks. Yeah, they leave their socks on. There's, like, campers in a, in a – they're supposed to be, like, high schoolers. Obviously, they're very old. It's a passionate gay love sex scene. And they're very, um, yeah, it's very funny. It's very funny. That was going to be your so number two. So different than the rest of the movie. Yeah, that was going to be my number two, but I can switch on a dime. My number two instead is going to be Avatar. Are you serious? That's my number one. Oh, really? What the hell? Interesting. Ah, <sighs> uh, fuck. There we go. All right, my number two was Avatar. Avatar, they... You can just leave that as your number. We can just have the same, the one and two. That's kind of interesting. I can I'll I have another one for my number one, but it's Avatar. The they 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 touch their uh, ponytails uh, S- together. Th- his name is also Sully, so it's Sully and and Natiri. They've had their ups and downs. At first, they had a very um, hostile relationship with one another. A Pocahontas esque story. Yeah, Pocahontas and John Ralph or whatever. John something. John Smith. Probably. Yeah. Um, but then they th- they finally let their guards down. They spend a beautiful night. They're on like a leaf. They're on like a giant leaf. What a beautiful movie! Like the li- everything's luminescent. Yeah, it's very it's 3D, very very popular. I don't know, but they've had these crazy braids the whole time, and you think enough, you think they're just braids, and all of a sudden like tentacles come out of the braids. Well, I think it's how they they can also connect them to the trees and get like. Um, a network of knowledge it's how they connect to the universe and when they c- they connect them to each other you know it's symbolic in, in that it's like uh you know a, p- a passionate union of these two souls the way the navid have sex is to connect their neural pathways it seems it's, in, it's, it's a beautiful. it's a melding of the minds and souls not necessarily the bodies yeah that would be that would be one of the highest grossing movies of all time 
when I was looking at the IMDb earlier, it said Avatar 2 is coming in 2022, Avatar 3 is coming in 2023, Avatar 4 is... He's banking three of them. It seems like they've been saying that four more of these are coming for the past, like, ten years. Yeah. I don't understand what... They said the first Avatar was took, like, 15 years to make. I don't... I'm not that excited. I think they missed, uh, they uh, missed the window. Yeah, I'm not that excited, but also, I trust James Cameron. I mean, to make... The, every subsequent movie is just, like, breaks box office records, and it's pretty solid. I... Let him take his time. He's. Gonna, I, I trust he's going to make something good. And if he doesn't, I'll take great joy in seeing his downfall. <laughs> um, so that was my real number one, but you took it. So I'll just think, uh, another one I was thinking of was in the movie Trainwreck okay. with John Cena and Amy Schumer. John Cena, 16-time world champ, uh, childhood idol of mine uh, from West Newbury, Massachusetts. I was there in the building when he beat Chris Jericho to claim the World Heavyweight Championship in 2008. At Survivor Series, but nevertheless, that's funny. I was never into the WWE. Or you see him in a completely different light in this movie. He's like, uh, he's. I think he's like secretly gay or something in the movie, but they're having sex, and he's just. He, she's just like talk dirty to me. He's like, okay, okay. Well, I was at the gym today. I was at the gym. I did some squats with the squat rack. She's like, you're just talking about yourself. He's like, no, my my legs were burning. He's talking about himself, <laughs> and he, all like he very very immediately brings himself to climax just by describing his own his <laughs> own work. I haven't seen that movie, but that sounds really good. LeBron James is also in it. My number one is going to be... I thought Avatar was your number one. No, that was my number two. So what's your number number one? (laughs) My number one is Sausage Party. Oh. The very last orgy scene. There's there's multiple orgy scenes? There's... Well, I don't... I don't... No, I don't think there's... Maybe there's a... Actually, I don't think there is. But there's like... At the very end of the movie... There's a giant orgy. At the very end of the movie, <laughs> there's a what? At the very end of the movie, there's like a giant orgy scene of like all the foods all like fucking. It's like intense and graphic and like, but it's also all like foods. But it's really, it's so funny because it's so long. How did so they have like, sex? It's, I don't know. Every it's, which way imaginable? Yeah, yeah, every which way imaginable. It's so intense and so gross, so but they're all food, so it's kind of like... Do oh, they cross-contaminate the foods? Like, uh, hot dogs are having sex with other uh, foods, or it's just hot dogs it's with hot dogs? It's everybody doing everything every way. It's, like, so <laughs> out of the blue. It's such an insane it's way like, to is end it, the movie. Is it, like, as the credits are rolling? Uh, I think it's, like, before. I think it's before, but it's, like, the last, like... It's, like, a big... It's the climax of the film. It's, like, a giant orgy of all this food fucking each other. I'm going gonna, gonna to have to give that a watch. Sounds hot. Sounds yeah, hot. I mean, it's really funny. So, my number... Mine were... Re- my real one... I was going to do... What was my first one? Hancock. Wet Hot American Summer. Avatar. Avatar but instead, I did Hancock, Wet Hot American Summer, and Trainwreck. Right. Mine was going to be... Um... MacGruber, Wet Hot American Summer, and Sausage Party. Instead, I did MacGruber, Avatar, Sausage Party. Also, that didn't make the list, or Titanic. Yeah, Titanic, that's a great one. The Room. The Notebook, The Room, yeah. The Notebook's a great one. I was gonna, I was thinking of doing Spider-Man, even though they don't have sex. It's like they might as well be yeah, when they're upside down. It's, it's, it's certainly did the job for me as a young, as a young boy. <laughs> you kind of see, um, what's her name? actress's name Kristen Dunst Kristen Dunst uh, just like soaking wet like, yeah with this like tank top also it might as well be a sex scene also in Avengers Age of Ultron when uh, Black Widow and Hulk put their palms on each other it's, <laughs> it's just it's not sex but it's a lot of love you can tell she is, in, is, in, is involved in I mean Avatar you could say the same thing yeah it's a, well essentially it's a sex scene alright yeah those were good top threes Funny, we both had our. We we both had two of the same ones. I I guess that's bound to happen. Wet Hot American Summer and Avatar, two of our favorite movies. I mean, we're constantly talking about Avatar around (laughs) around this house. I haven't thought about Avatar in a while. I don't think anyone has thought about Avatar since all of society saw it (laughs) and made it the highest grossing movie of all time. Since we just immediately forgot about it, we all saw it. So what's we we all saw it. We're just never going to talk or think about it again. It's going to immediately fade from public consciousness. Until 20 years later, when the, the new Top Gun will come out before the Avatar comes out. Yeah, that's crazy. That's funny to think. Do you think, what could, they, what could even be in the next one? What could they even do? 
How like Avatar? I can't yeah. even imagine. I can't. Who? I'd like to see what James, uh, you know, James Cameron. Is it gonna be like Blue Man Group, or like you have to wear a poncho? <laughs> I hope it's inter. I hope it's a 4D movie. How can you top a 3D movie? Incorporate time, 4D. 4D. <laughs> Incorporate time, or just like spray the audience with wet thing. Or like have your seats vibrate or something. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, w- w- have rest assured, audience. We will discuss Avatar two once it hits theaters. When I saw Ready Player One, I saw it in 4D, 4DX. At Regal, what's the fourth D? They like blow wind and they make your sh- and your seat kind of moves. And I think they. See, uh, I don't think that's a dimension. I think time. There is actually a fourth dimension <laughs> called time. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it it adds another dimension to the experience. Certainly, touch. it's another sense, really. The thing about the cinematic experiences is it can always be expanded. It can always be evolved, right. but but you always have to stick to the fundamentals. Like just like being a pilot, and there's the planes will always get more fancy the planes will always get faster but if you leave your wingman behind it, it's all for naught it's all for naught if you leave Makes your sense. wing you need you never leave your wingman joe you could be my wingman anytime top gun <laughs> <laughs> all right for next week what, are, what are we watching next week let's do it we are going to watch the movie Real Steel on Netflix. Real Steel, the bo- robot boxing movie. Robot boxing movie. <laughs> With Hugh Jackman. Real Steel. Someone recommended it to me recently and said it was really good. I did not believe them. They <laughs> said, I, multiple people told me it's actually really solid. It's an action movie, but it's actually like really well done. Never saw it. It's uh, on Netflix? It's on Netflix. I just saw, I was scrolling through Netflix. I was deciding between Netflix movies, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, maybe I can watch that. But uh, what's have you seen it? No. Oh, yeah, so then great. S- I love robots. I love boxing. I love Hugh Jackman. I love Evangeline Lilly. <laughs> well, and it's, but the soundtrack is like a, a lot of Eminem, I think. Did Eminem do an original s- album for I this? I think he did. I think he did Fast Lane or some other songs. Uh, is this I what Lose Yourself was all about? <laughs> is, that, is that what he was going for? No, that was 8 Mile. Oh. That was 8 Mile. That no, was, no, no, no. I mean, uh, what's the song? It's like, I'm not afraid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be in this movie? I'm not afraid. To take everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Come take my hand. I don't like that song. Uh, not to disgrace Eminem, but. I'm sure we should watch. Uh, we'll probably watch Eight Mile at some point. Eight Mile. Would so be let's save watch. all the, let's save all these takes for that. Yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> save our takes. On <laughs> Until that, that time. Uh, Until that time. Don't leave your way man behind. Yep. Don't write ca- checks that your body can't cash. Um, and sweet streams. Sweet streams. Top Gun. Go watch Real Steel. Yeah, that's gonna be on Netflix. That's on Netflix.